Welcome to the Executive Function Podcast, where we make the invisible keys to success easy for you to teach your child. We'll go beyond theory to proven action, helping you create peace and independence at home and at school. With your host, educational author, award-winning teacher, and celebrated learning coach, Sarah Kesti. All right, Tribe. Today on the podcast, we have Nick Lum, who is the creator of Beeline Reader. And if you haven't heard of Beeline Reader, Nick is going to tell you about what it is, what it does, and how it can really positively impact your life, especially when you have a lot of reading to do. And I had the honor of working with Nick on the creation of Beeline when it was um, just in its infancy. So it's near and dear to my heart and definitely something worthwhile for learning about and checking out. And Nick, we're so glad to have you on the show. Thank you. It's great to talk with you again. So tell me a little bit about yourself and the birth of Beeline Reader. So I took a circuitous path to being the creator of this this company, I actually started out my career as a corporate lawyer. And that's what I was doing when we first started talking about Beeline Reader and this idea for a way to help people read more easily. And uh, I was still working as a lawyer when I launched the tool on the internet and became much more popular than I had ever expected. And so I quit my day job and now work on this full time because it's clear how much this fairly simple tool for reading can help people with their studies and in their jobs. I know. And it's, I mean, I'm using it right now. (laughs) I have the Chrome um, and the extension and it is phenomenal. I really can keep my place better, but I know we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. So tell our executive function tribe about how and why Beeline works. So Beeline is a slightly different way of displaying text on screen that makes it easier to read faster and and easier to keep your focus. And the way it works is instead of using black text where all of the text is just black, instead we apply a color gradient through text that wraps from the end of one line to the beginning of the next line. So as you're moving from the end of line one and you pull your eyes to the left side of the screen, the beginning of line two has text that's the same color as what you were just reading. And the lines above and below that have different color text. So your eyes are just automatically drawn toward the right place. And it allows people to read more quickly and to stay focused in the text, especially when they're reading what people call walls of text, big, long paragraphs um, that can be hard to keep track of what line you're on. And you can do it in any color. Um, we have various color presets in our tools. You mentioned our Chrome extension. Um, so there are color presets for red and blue or blue and purple, but people can also design their own color scheme using whatever colors they like. Well, that's so cool. Yeah, and I went with the, the, I think you said it was one of the most popular, the blue, black, and red. I tried a few, but that one really works well for me. Yeah, that one's the most popular, um, but people are different, you know, neurodiversity and, and different ways of processing things um, is totally real. And we have users who are colorblind, for example, and so they use different color schemes um, because of the way their vision system processes color and text. Yeah, totally. And we 
this podcast is all about celebrating neurodiversity. And you know, it's super interesting too, for those of you who are maybe like, well, my child reads really well, or I myself read really well. So do I. But when I applied Beeline, I took it to the next level. So I think we're always, we're beautiful, perfect works of art, and we're also under construction and that is okay. And so, you know, it's worth giving it a try. Um, if not for the reading, then for the attention stuff, which takes me to the next question I wanted to ask you. And that is reading takes a lot of concurrent mental processes. So you have to be mindful of the phonics patterns. You have to like track your eyes. You have to, um, select the attention so that your attention is going to the text and making a mental movie as you're reading so that it's not just eye exercise. I mean, there's a lot you have to interact with the text and ask questions. I could go on and on, but how do you think Beeline's alleviating some of that mental workload? Well, like you say, there's a lot going on when you're reading inside your brain. And scientists know that the brain was not evolved to read. Um, reading is a fairly recent phenomenon in terms of human history. And so what they believe is that we're actually repurposing other neurons that were meant to do different types of tasks and using them to recognize characters and create words and string together words into sentences and thoughts. And that all is happening on, you could say, not the right hardware. <laughs> so anything you can do to optimize that process is going to allow us to read in a more effective way. And what Beeline does is it assists with the visual tracking portion of reading. And for some people, visual tracking is not difficult. Like you say, you're a good reader. You probably don't skip lines that much or get lost mm -mm. all that often. But it's still potentially a benefit because you are visually tracking the entire time you're reading. So even if it's only taking up 2% or 5% of your cognitive power, you can think of your you know, your sort of power meter and where it's being allocated, even if it's only taking up a little bit, if you can zero that out, that means you have more ability to focus on thinking about how the sentence goes together. If it's a potentially ambiguous sentence and you're trying to figure out which clause matches with which clause, uh, or you can think about comprehension in a deeper way. And so it allows anyone to pay less attention to the mechanical task of reading and instead shift their attention to the more important aspects of reading, if you can get there, which is comprehension and understanding what it is you're reading. It also really helps with focus because if you skip a line or if you repeat a line, obviously that derails your train of thought and you have to go back and depending on how long it's been since you realized that, that you skipped, um, you have to go a ways back. And so that makes it more difficult to read easily and fluidly. But if the color is there to guide you to the right place and every time you make a line transition, you know you're in the right place 100%, then you can read confidently and never get distracted by skip lines or repeated lines. Right. And I think you really hit on something that's so important. You know, when we talk about executive function and the layers and the interconnectedness, we also, I think if you're naturally a decent reader, you don't appreciate that reading is a task that uses different parts of your brain. And when you're switching from the component that just takes like a compound word, like two words put together, like the word workload um, and makes that make sense. That's different than the part of your brain that's going to apply what you're reading or extend it or appreciate the author's craft. 
And so if you can get, like you were saying, that automaticity in the reading process, then your brain is freed up to understand better. And when you're in school, obviously, you know, you have to do a lot of reading, like read to find out, you know, it's not only for the enjoyment of reading, you have a job to do. I imagine that is incredibly helpful to alleviate some of the mental tasks of just reading and getting into the application and the enjoyment. Um, That's, yeah, that's absolutely right. It's about getting to that higher level. And one analogy that we like to use is thinking about driving a stick shift car. And uh, I grew up when they still used to make stick shifts. And so my first car was a stick shift. And it's not that driving stick shift is that hard. Shifting gears is not that hard once you've figured out how to do it. And if you're a decent driver of a stick shift car, then you can drive stick and you don't grind the gears. You don't make a mistake all that often. But it's undeniable that anyone moving from a stick shift car into a car that has an automatic transmission or you don't have to think about it at all, that just frees you up a little bit more to do anything else. You could be eating a cheeseburger. You know, doing that while driving a stick shift car is basically impossible, but in an automatic, it's easy. You could be looking further down the road to anticipate something that's gonna happen. And that's what we allow you to do is we're allowing you to automate these mechanical tasks so that you can think about what's coming down the road, like you were saying. Yeah, that's perfect. And that's exactly why I like to empower my students and my clients with strategies because, you know, it's alleviating some of the process so that then you can go on to be applying and learning and enjoying and not being burdened by shifting gears as you were describing. So I I know, I imagine people have reached out to you and said, you know, Beelings really changed my life. Do you have any feedback that really resonated with you about using Beeline and maybe from people with learning or reading challenges? Yeah, we do get the most amazing emails and a couple of my favorite ones come from people with learning differences. And one of them was someone who had ADHD who said, this is the first time I've ever read an entire paragraph uninterrupted. Wow. And when I read that, it just stopped me dead because you think, how could you make it through school if you can't read a paragraph without getting distracted? That's just such a big challenge. And for us to be able to alleviate that in such a big way, um, that was one of the reasons that I quit my job to, to work on this full time is because I knew that this was something that could change people's lives and that I needed to make it happen. Um, another piece of feedback came from someone who has dyslexia. And this person said, it was like the first time I put on glasses. Wow. And again, I think that really paints a picture for, for someone perhaps who doesn't have dyslexia to know, oh, so, so this takes it from being fuzzy and makes it crisp and clear. And that's not, of course, what it actually does. Um, but people talk about it stops the words from bouncing around on the page. Um, things like that, that really demonstrate that it's making a huge difference for people who have difficulty with reading. Right. I think that putting on glasses is a powerful analogy, even though it's not an acuity issue. Um, it does just reflect that it's such an improvement for them. And I imagine, I know it was probably a scary leap to go out on your own, <laughs> but um, wow, that I, that's so cool. I mean, it's just so cool to know how much you're changing people's lives. 
And speaking of going out on your own, you know, we talk a lot about obviously executive function on this podcast, which is, you know, all those skills that you use to positively impact your future, your organization, your planning, your self-management, all of that. Um, what, what did you notice when you left the corporate law field and you went into business for yourself? Did you notice changes in your work habits? Well, you know, there are a couple of differences between working in a, a law firm as an associate and running your own business. And one of them is that you're doing everything. You're wearing all of the hats and taking care of everything. And, you know, there's no one telling you what you should do next or helping you learn, you know, how to do things better. So you have to be inquisitive and you have to ask questions of, of people. You have to seek out mentors um, and find out how you can improve yourself because there's not really a roadmap. There's no roadmap for your business, for sure. There may be roadmaps for new businesses in general, but uh, you have to go out and get advice. And then ultimately you have to figure out whether the advice you're getting is relevant to your business um, because the people who are giving you that advice have never started your business. And so you have to see um, what is shaping their perspective. And perhaps when they created their company, it was a different market condition or they have a different type of product um, and that can affect whether their advice is relevant to you. So the first thing is finding good mentors. And the second thing is filtering their advice through the lens of where they've come from so that you can figure out what's the best for you. And of course, humility. I mean, I say all this as if I've figured anything out, um, but I'm of course still just trying to, to get this thing off the ground and making headway and, and learning lessons along the way. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think, your story is particularly important right now because a lot of our students went from that very heavily managed and scaffolded and environmental influences and social constructs of school and all of those like invisible supports that we had built in and now they're home and they have to be their own boss. And, you know, I think some of the kids who are thriving with distance learning are the ones who have what you're describing, that ability to self-monitor, to seek help, like to identify when they need help, what kind of need they help they need, and then utilize it in a way that is unique to them and keep that self-monitoring going all while still maintaining motivation <laughs> and organization. And, you know, I mean, I would say that you are way more than a startup because it's been hugely successful for so many people, but, um, I definitely can appreciate some of the challenges that you're describing with being your own boss. And it's, it's funny cause we think that freedom is so much what we want. And then you get more freedom and you're like, Oh, Oh, this has its own set of challenges. For sure. So I know that you have two of the cutest kids on earth and your older daughter is reading um, and she's doing school from home right now. What have you noticed about her reading on screens versus reading in print? And did you as a parent think that one is more preferable or how would you describe the difference between those? So we have a first grade student um, and she does read and she has read both on screen and on paper. And I would say at the beginning, you know, like a lot of parents, we didn't want to have a lot of screen time. So when she was first being exposed to books and reading, we weren't doing it on an iPad. We were doing it with physical books. There's something to be said for the tactile 
experience of turning pages and understanding what a book is. And of course, you have to look back on your own experience and say, well, reading paper books worked for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I learned how to read that way. And so I know it works. Maybe reading, learning to read on an iPad, maybe that's not ultimately the best thing. Um, and we don't quite know enough yet um, to just go all in on that experience. And plus, there are a ton of distractions on devices. Um, my child does not have her own, you know, we didn't buy her an iPad. So she'd be doing it on my iPad, which gets all of my notifications. And the last thing she needs is to have things, you know, dinging and vibrating or whatever, as she's trying to learn how to be a reader. Mm -hmm. um, so mostly she does reading in paper books. Um, but I have to say that during distance learning, we're not going to the library and checking out books from the school library. Um, and so they've given them access to uh, various reading platforms. And since she loves to read so much, and wants the variety of reading that's offered on those platforms. She does read on uh, the school supplied iPad through those services. Um, and we try to not have too much of that, especially during distance learning, which is already on screen for, you know, six hours a day. Right. Yeah. I think it sounds like you're working on finding the balance, but also prioritizing safety, which means that she might be, you know, her reading experience might be different than ideal right now. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you mentioned the, uh, the the challenges of distance learning. I have seen with her uh, that having to keep track of all of her papers is a big challenge. And when you contrast that with how it would be in school, the teacher wouldn't hand out all of the papers for the week and have the kids put them in their desk and pull them out at the time that they're needed. Mm -hmm. The teacher would hand out the papers, you know, right when we're about to do the thing. Here's your crossword puzzle. Do it now. And instead, you know, I go and I pick up two weeks worth of papers and then we have them in her room and they're separated by week. And so each week we get out the, the packet, uh, but she has to keep track of all those things until the time when it's needed. And sometimes it's one day or sometimes it's multiple days. And that's a tough thing for a first grader. And I'm sure I would have been pretty lousy at it when I was in first grade, as I think back. Um, and you have to be understanding of your kids that they're not just doing the regular thing right now. They're doing a harder thing than we had to do. Uh, because of distance learning. Right. I appreciate that reminder so much. And it's developmental. I mean, in some ways, I feel like one of the bonuses will be that kids like necessity is the mother of invention and kids will have yes. developed some deeper executive function skills, um, maybe in exchange for some social skills. We're not quite sure how that's going <laughs> to pan out, but you know, um, I think it's important for parents and teachers right now also to stay aware of that. And if you're noticing, you know, the patterns in like, well, you should, or why can't you? Or if you're noticing the same struggle week after week, that's the opportunity to back up and, you know, go into detective perspective and ask, okay, what might my child be missing that I could empower her with as a skill set, not just in terms of the papers, but maybe just in terms of, you know, sometimes we need patterns for organization and here's an application with the papers. But beyond that, I mean, think about what a gift it's going to be for her when she moves into a career and she's had this experience of the stress of disorganization and maybe she's learning new strategies to approach that. Absolutely. Possibly, but also I know that it is 
very tough. And I'm not, I'm just like you saying, you know, you haven't figured it all out. I certainly haven't figured out all the distance learning stuff, but that's the beauty of the human brain. We're always working, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Flexible. And hopefully there's a silver lining there. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we're trying, huh? Um, so I can't say enough about how much Beeline has helped people and how much it's even helped me. And it's on our blog um, at sarahkesty.com. So you can check that out as an example of what it looks like. And there's a button on the blog as well that will show up that will say enhance readability. Is that what it says? I think so. I think so, yeah. And then um, if you click on that, you actually have the option to kind of change what it looks like and play around with it. But then, okay, so let's say somebody sees it on the blog, they love it, they want it for themselves or their child or maybe even their school district. How do people find out more about Beeline or get the extension? So first off, we're honored to be uh, on your blog in that way that people can read your blog in a more accessible way because our technology is baked in um, by you. And that's something that is, is pretty easy to do. And we love working with blog publishers and others to enable their content natively Yay. so that people don't need extra tools. And yeah, it's awesome to be on a blog like yours, which obviously serves this uh, key population and to be able to make it more accessible for them is great. Um, but people can go and find out about our tools we have um, a website, beelinereader.com, and there we have links to our Chrome extension, which is our most popular tool. That comes with a two-week free trial, so anyone can just try it out, unlimited use for the first two weeks. Um, and after that, it's limited to five uses per day in the free mode, um, but it's $2 a month for um, a pro subscription that allows unlimited use, and that works on millions and millions of websites, including the Kindle Cloud Reader. So you can read all of your Kindle books that way. It works on Google Docs um, and it works on news websites and Newzella and all sorts of education websites as well. Um, we have a PDF plugin um, and we have an iOS app that allows you to read news and PDFs as well. And so all of the links for that are on our website. Uh, I will share here, um, I've not shared this publicly before, but we're going to be integrated into a new web browser that's coming out of a really hot startup here in Silicon Valley. Yay! It's called In Insight. Uh, Insight Browser is the name uh -huh. of it. I-N-S-I-G-H-T? I-N-S-I-G-H-T, yeah. Um, and they're launching in a couple of weeks here in mid-January, and we'll be integrating the Beeline functionality into their app uh, directly. And this is notable because they are the first web browser for iOS that allows extensions. So on your desktop computer, you can do all sorts of extensions. You can do a night mode extension. You can do an ad block extension, all sorts of things mm -hmm. to customize your browsing experience. And on mobile, that hasn't been possible. On iOS, Apple prevents people from doing this through their app store rules. And this browser has apparently found a way to make this work. Um, and we are going to be one of the built-in extensions into the browser so people can download it now. It's available in beta. Um, and if you just Google Insight Browser iOS, I think you'll be able to pull it up pretty easily. And then when it launches the official version um, in a couple of weeks, it'll then have the Beeline functionality in it. And uh, for the first uh, period, everything will be free. Uh, eventually, I think they probably start charging for something. Um, but uh, we're really excited to be in their browser. They're a 
a hot startup here in Silicon Valley, and we're glad to be partnering with them and giving people a reading experience that is uh, much easier, that's natively baked into the browser itself, as opposed to through our app where you can share content from your web browser to our app and then go read it in our app. This allows you to do it all just within the same app. Which is so cool because, you know, the, you're describing what I think the downfall of some of the assistive technology that we have is it still requires you to remember to utilize it, take some extra steps to utilize it, and then you're already behind just in the process of leveling the playing field. So how cool is it that this automatically happens? And my extension automatically transforms a lot of my screen reading. So my email, um, some of the PDFs that I get, I can easily do real quickly, but some of the stuff just naturally happens. And what I hear you saying is that Insight will have that natural component where it's just built in. So it's not an extra um, fatiguing components like that's taxing our mental capacities. Yeah, which is so important in the executive function community because the last thing you need is to have to tap three times in order to activate your assistive technology. Like that defeats the whole purpose of it, right? Right. Yep. That's, yep. Right and, on the nose. And you had asked how people can get this um, for their schools. And I, I wanted to answer that as well. Uh, we work with schools and districts. We have discounted education pricing um, and our tools are used K-12. Um, they're used in higher ed. And as you mentioned before, this isn't just for people who have um, challenges with reading. Our tools are used uh, campus-wide at schools like Stanford University, Swarthmore College, you know, top universities and liberal arts schools um, have purchased our tools for all of their students um, because it is an effective way to help them read more easily, especially in times of distance learning. So um, the, the discounted licenses are even more discounted when it's a campus-wide thing for university students. Um, and so that's another way that people can get access to this without even having to pay anything because the school may have a, a legal obligation to provide it as a, an assistive technology for students. Right, right. And I think, um, you know, we explored a little bit too, it helps with attention. And I know that the demands from distance learning have really impacted our attention and just from being home, we're all kind of in this dopamine deficit and not feeling so good, which means that our brains are having a harder time focusing. So any, any magic sauce we can throw on this recipe right now to get us through is incredible and super reasonably priced with Beeline Reader. So that is awesome. And of course, I'll link all of this in the show notes as well so that people can um, reach out to you if that's okay and check out yeah, the app, check out the extension. Um, contact at beelinereader.com goes straight to me, uh, Nick, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Awesome. That is so cool. And I'll throw in the social. And um, obviously, if you go to the um, podcast episode or the blog for this episode, you will see <laughs> that we will have um, all of the information right there anyway. So you'll be able to check that out real quick and um, see an example of what Beeline looks like. Well, Nick, it has been wonderful talking with you and learning about the incredible things that your idea has empowered with others. And um, I can't wait to hear how our listeners and readers 
enjoy Beeline Reader. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Executive Function Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over to sarahkesti.com where you'll find more resources and chances to connect with others. And please remember to like and review the show wherever you listen to this podcast. We're eager to transform the lives of even more families. 